The Chargers are going to have to work some magic to get under the 2023 salary cap, but one thing that's not going to happen is cutting or trading Joey Bosa. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And today we have to talk about a hot topic that has been going around Charger social media, and that is the thought of cutting or releasing Joey Bosa, right? And I mean, or cutting or trading Joey Bosa, I should say. And it's just not going to happen. I don't see it. You don't get better right now without Joey Bosa. And we'll talk about why we don't think it's going to happen. But what about the guy on the other side? Khalil Mack would also clear $23 million or just about in salary cap space. That's about what the Chargers are over right now, right? Does that make any sense? If you're talking about Keenan Allen, why are we not talking more about Khalil Mack? And we'll also get into the rest of our Chargers mailbag at the end of the show talking about reasons to be excited still it's not all doom and gloom there's some things that all Chargers fans should be excited about going into next year but you're looking for a Super Bowl and it's going to be tough and some tough decisions are going to have to be made along the way but this episode of Locked On Chargers is brought to you by Nissan the only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria there are only four days left until the Super Bowl are you ready the Nissan Aria the EV for the people who love to drive learn more at NissanUSA.com David this is something that we've been seeing a lot you know on chargers twitter chargers social media and we have a good question here in our chargers mailbag from bolts fam and jay who asks what do you think about trading joey bosa for a first round pick to take a new edge rusher in the draft and free up cap space so i understand right the last thing the lasting image chargers fans have right now is joey bosa slamming his you know helmet on the sideline and making big mistakes in the biggest game of the season for the chargers and coming off of a hurt season but the chargers are also in win now mode like, there's no way you can get a replacement for this level of player. The Chargers lucked out by getting a guy, even picking with a third overall pick, that's as good as Joey Bosa. And it's just hard to imagine right now, David, trading or, you know, cutting Joey Bosa, which helps nobody because it's just $38 million in dead cap space, makes any sense for the Chargers right now. Yeah, it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. Obviously, you just pointed that out with the money side. But also, I don't like the idea of trading a known commodity, an elite talent in this league for a lottery pick. You know, for a, a draft pick, you're going to bring in that you have no idea what they bring to the table and you can't conceivably fathom that they're going to be able to br bring you any type of similar production to Joey Bosa. He's just I think the biggest thing here, too, is people underestimating kind of how good Joey Bosa is and how good he was last season in even a very, very small capacity. Right. The biggest thing is, yes, obviously, he has to play more games. He missed 12 games last season. And it's hard to want to pay someone who missed 12 games $31 million, which is what his cap hit's going to be. Yeah. You can't. I mean, there's just no way, you know, you can feel great about that. But it was trending in the right direction health-wise, at least for him, right? In the three seasons leading up to 2022, he had only missed five games in those three years, right? A couple of 16-game seasons mixed in there as well, which is was really trending positive. And then this year happens. He misses 12 games, and it's hard. But, like, when he was in there, he was great. With anyone who pass rushed 100 times last season, he was the number one guy as far as pass rush win rate, beating his man. There was nobody better than him. 
you know, that had 100 pass rush snaps last year. He was seventh in pressure percentage, right? And there's like 64 starting edge rushers in the NFL, right? He was up there with the best of the best. And like the Chargers' best path to getting better next season is just a healthy Joey Bosa. Trading and trading is more of a rebuilding move. Yes, it, it frees up some salary cap space, right? Maybe, you know, with that extra like $8 million under the cap, you can get with this, right? Or not even that. Like this barely, if you trade him, gets you under the cap. That's $24 million you could clear up, right? That still barely gets you under the cap. You still don't have room to go try to replace him in free agency. And like you said, David, I mean, if you get a draft pick, the 21st overall pick is not going to do it. Maybe someone gives you a top 10 pick, but even then you're throwing darts and it's just, there's no way you can replace his production. The injuries are concerned, but the best way to improve this defense is getting him out there next season healthy. Yes. Joey Bosa, what he does uh, and I've said it many times on this show, he's a guy that's a force multiplier. He is a guy that makes everyone around him better because of his complete skill set. I mean, he's one of those edge rushers that can do everything at a phenomenally elite level. He can stop yeah. the run. He can tr control the edge and he can get after the quarterback, you know, like you, you know, like you pointed out pretty much better than anybody in the league when he is right. And so I think one of the good things about this for Joey is that, he, you know, from what we've heard, he's been dealing with these injuries and they've been chronic for the last couple of years. So him getting these surgeries, getting right, getting completely healthy. I mean, that would be a, very interesting for me to see what a completely, truly 100 percent healthy Joey Bosa can do out there when he is really not having to be hampered by any kind of medical restrictions. Well, and it's funny because when Joey Bosa came back this year, they were talking to him in the locker room right before he even played his first game back yet. And everyone's yeah. like, you know, how excited are you to be back? You're healthy for this season. And he was saying, yeah, I'm really excited to be back. But what I'm really, really excited about is being able to get into the offseason and be able to have a full offseason where yes. I can train to the level that I want to train at. Right. He's right. the guy that trains at a higher level than most, I would say. Like he's known sure. for that. Him and his brother are both known for that. And he felt like the last few years he had not been able to prepare his body the right way to get ready for a season, right? And he was yeah. basically just having to battle through. Obviously, it looked like he got nicked up in week 18 in a meaningless game. So it's hard to know even how healthy he was going into the Jaguars game. But as far as a big-time injury, he had that core muscle surgery. That should hopefully clear things up and, and clear up some of the other issues that were really coming from that, right, next yeah. season. And you have to hope so. I mean, yes, th that's the best-case scenario for the Chargers. It's hard to bet on that. But I don't know if a team's giving you a top 10 pick for a guy that was injured, right? And does have the cap hits and can fit his cap hit on their roster, right? Like those yeah. are a lot of ifs there. Maybe you get a first round pick. Bradley Chubb just went for a first round pick. Obviously, you're getting more than that, most likely. I just don't see how it, how it helps you in 2023. Like him in this window right now, what you're paying him right now makes the most sense to keep him on the team. Next year after 2024, you want to have that conversation? I can understand that. But the other thing is, is you don't have anyone. Like if you lose him, you're so shallow in the edge yeah. rusher room, right? You didn't yeah. draft to get ready for this impending possibility, right? With the guys that you have left over there, if you decide to get rid of them, because it's basically just Khalil Mack and Chris Rump, and you still have to add multiple edge rushers to that room. And I think the other nice thing is, David, is like, we are so excited about the possibility of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And like, yeah. if you do get those guys, and Khalil Mack just played every game last season, like, the best is still yet to come potentially like that's yeah. the quickest way the chargers can improve their pass rush which was 30th in the nfl last year you have both those guys out there based on what they did the first couple of games when they got to play together fully healthy i mean that's a game changer
Yeah, and you know, you also couple that with the fact that it seemed like the defense was starting to hit their stride a little bit more, and they were able to produce some pass rush from some different places, like the middle linebacker position, like like the secondary, you know, where they're bringing the corners and they're bringing the safeties. They're able to really get after the quarterback. They were forced to try to figure out how to manufacture that pass rush. So imagine being able to use that and also have a healthy Joey Bosa and a healthy Khalil Mack on on the field at the same time that could make your pass rush even better. But honestly, Daniel, they need to add pass rush to their team every single year. I mean, and that's one of the things yeah. that they have neglected to do. They did not plan properly for this eventuality. And hey, Joey Bosa is getting close to 30. Mac is already over 30. So you need to have those contingency plans. You got to continue to add pass rushers. You got to get after the quarterback. Hey, let's slow down with Bosa a little bit. I think he's 28, right? I mean, that's right yeah. in the middle of his prime right now. Let's not talk about a 30-year-old Joey Bosa yet right now. I mean, that's <laughs> something to deal with down the road. But it's just he's he's too good. Like, when he's out there, he's really, really good. And he might not yeah. have had the players around him, right, to really kind of showcase that or have him play on a better defense, right? Yeah. He's very, very good. You're not going to replace him. They're just – everyone's looking for a guy like that. Everybody drafts players every year to be a guy like that, right? Maybe yeah. those teams have better depth, but not many guys hit on that, even when they're using first-round picks on it. So just because you get a first-round pick back doesn't mean you're going to be able to replace his production. It's just not that simple. But he obviously has to stay healthy. That's the most important thing for him. If you get 17 games out of Joey Bosa next year, that changes the entire complexion of the Chargers' defense. But what about the guy on the other side, right? Because Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa is what you want to see. But you still are $23 million over the cap as far as effective cap space. And cutting Cleo Mack would clear up $23 million in cap space. Joey Bosa is a better player when he's on the field right now than Cleo Mack. Is there a chance the Chargers could be considering that to try to help them get under the cap? We're going to get into that and why they put themselves in a really, really tough position here, but he's also Brandon Staley's guy. But I do have to tell you guys first about my favorite new app that I've discovered and have really, really been playing all the time, especially during the offseason. That is the Ultimate Football GM app. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true with this game because with the Ultimate Football GM app, you get to hire the right coaches and coordinators, trade players, make draft picks, and navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all of the ups and downs of a season. And the great news is you're Charger fans, so you're seasoned. You should be able to grab this game and take off pretty quickly because you've had a lot of ups and downs through your life as a Chargers fan, and you get this all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, and as you want to, when you want to. Lockdown Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. So we talked about Joey Boson. I think that is the, you know, he is polarizing, talking trash to Eagles fans, right? <laughs> Doing a lot of things out there and, you know, having really boneheaded mistakes in the last game of the season and, and having that be the lasting impression of your year, right? In a very injured year and a very frustrating year for Joey Bosa. Yes. But there are other ways the Chargers could try to get out of the cap and there are other big cap hits to talk about, including Khalil Mack. And I think that's where this voicemail Ben in Arkansas is wondering, hey, if we're talking about Khalil Mack in this kind of way, or Keenan Allen in this kind of way, why aren't we bringing up Khalil Mack's giant contract? Guys, this is Ben from Arkansas. Um, I was calling to see what your guys' thoughts on are getting rid of 
Khalil Mack versus Keenan Allen. Uh, it seems like everyone's talking about getting rid of Keenan Allen, but no one's really entertaining the idea of Khalil Mack. If we're being honest with ourselves, uh, having Justin Herbert the most comfortable as possible is probably the best way to win games. And frankly, that's with Keenan Allen. I think he means more to the team. It's not like we have a stellar defense anyways, and Joey Bosa's been rushing by himself for a long time. Obviously, you'd love to keep them both, but do you think that ownership should consider getting rid of Khalil Mack just as much as they should consider getting rid of Keenan Allen? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. I get the question, right? And, and everything has to be on the table. And when you have cap hits that are that high, and you probably didn't reach those numbers as far as production for either one of those guys in 2022, even though Khalil Mack played in every game, it's going to be part of the conversation. And I think this is the reason why you would consider it, right, David? If you were to release him with a post-June 1st designation, right, which means you could release him early and then it doesn't go into effect until June 1st, so you can let him go explore free agency and you can free up the cap that you need to to get under the salary cap. He has a 27.3 million cap hit in 2023. That's a big number, right? It's going to be hard for him to live up to that number. And last year, he had eight sacks, 12 tackles for loss. But most notably, he had only one sack in the last eight games, most of those without Joey Bosa. And when you look at his stats, I mean, he was 47th in pressure percentage, 53rd in win rate as far as edge rushers go with anyone who had 100 pass rushing snaps. And he had to do that without Joey Bosa. But that was a very big, you know, part of Quill Max season was him not necessarily being able to put up the snaps in Joey Bosa's absence that you want to see. So I think those are the reasons why you'd consider it, you know, and obviously you're comparing it to releasing Keenan Allen, and it's hard to do either one. It is. It's really tough. I mean, especially you're sitting here and you're talking about the best players on your roster. And, I mean, just imagine also this. If the Chargers didn't have Khalil Mack, what would the pass rush situation look like? I mean, you think the rushing numbers were bad that the Chargers were giving up with, Khalil Mack on the field, just imagine how disastrous it would be with him off the field. He was great, still great against the run. And yeah, I mean, he definitely is not as he was not as dominant as he was earlier on in uh, in his career where he was a a one man wrecking crew. He's not that, you know, not quite that same explosive type of player. So he is a guy that really works at his best when he's being complimented with another pass rusher on the other side. And that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see him and Joey Bosa together. But this is the crazy thing. If you just take the games where him and Joey Bosa both started the game and finished the game healthy, right? So you're taking out the first Jaguars game when Joey Bosa got hurt. You're taking out the last game of the season against the Broncos where Joey Bosa only played in the first half and Khalil Mack didn't play the whole game. In those four games that both of them played an entire game healthy, Khalil Mack had five sacks. In four games, when he had yeah. Joey Bosa rushing on the other side of him. I mean, Big four difference. of those were in the first two games of the season, right? So that's obviously skewed a little bit. And maybe he was trailing off a little bit towards the end of the season and just didn't have the same gas tank that he had. But at yeah. the same time, it, there's an obvious difference when you have that guy. And just because, you know, you're not seeing those raw numbers, having that other guy there pushes sacks into you. You know, yeah. Leo Mack had a couple of pressures that helped Kyle Van Noy down the stretch get a couple For of sacks, sure. right? Yeah. It all comes together. But when you have both of those two guys, that's what helps, and that's why one of the reasons why I don't think he's going to get released. But the other thing is, too, David, is just like he is Brandon Staley's guy. Like he went, and they also spent a second round pick on him. So I, I even though you know twenty three million sounds really good when you're twenty three million over the cap, I still just don't see it happening. The Chargers gave up way more than they ever do. You know, during the current regime 
acquiring Khalil Mack. And like you said, this is a guy that Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, has a very personal relationship with and and yeah. is one of his like really, you know, uh, you know, clear guys. Like it's it's he's one of his players. He really sure. respects Khalil Mack. He appreciates what Khalil Mack brings to the table, how steady he is. And by all accounts, Khalil Mack had a lot to do with the camaraderie and bringing these, you know, this team together this year by inviting the defensive players out to dinners and, you know, being able, you know, paying for all of that. And, you know, that was, you know, one of those. One helping traits. keep them afloat, too, with yeah, those out, right? Exactly. Like he's one of the guys who held things together somewhat, right, when they were missing yeah. their best player. Yes, exactly. So all of the things that Khalil Mack brought to the table, you know, the, the, you know, the pass rush production, the, uh, you know, also the leadership ability and coupling that with being Brandon Staley's, you know, one of his core players, it's hard to believe that Brandon Staley is going to sign off on the chargers cutting Khalil Mack after, you know, all the resources they put into acquiring him and bringing him over to the chargers. Yeah, they used a second and a sixth round pick on him. They ended up getting that sixth back in exchange for two seventh round picks from the, with the Bears. But it, you did give something up. Did you give up a second round pick for a one-year rental of Khalil Mack? I mean, that's not really sound business, right? I mean, that's no. not really a good strategy. And I think you're hoping that he can go improve that he's worth what he's going to get paid this year. I mean, it's going to be a lot to try to live up to a $27.3 million contract in this season. Like, and, yeah. you know... Next year, you can explore it, too. You kind of have an out after either of the next two seasons. But I think they give it another run this year. I mean, they're yeah. still trying to capitalize on this window. They've made it very tough on themselves, and they're not going to have a lot of wiggle room. They're going to have to find a lot of really cheap players to come in and play for them and play decent-sized roles. And they're going to have to hit on their draft picks as well. But the, part of the problem is the Chargers just didn't really give themselves a backup plan, right? Like Chris Rump, as a fourth-round pick, he wasn't necessarily meant to take this mantle this early on in his career, right? Like, right. He's going into his third season, and we haven't seen anything that says, hey, you know, he's ready to replace Khalil Mack. That's not an easy thing that you can do, right? But I think those are large shoes to fill. Yeah. Of course. And, but the thing is, is like, even with Chris Rump, you still need more guys. Yes. You, you need more than three guys in that position. That's the hard thing yeah. about this. It's like, not only does it feel like they can't get rid of Bosa or Khalil Mack, they need to add to this position, right? They need to add this year to set themselves up for years where they pay, p potentially can't keep. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa together with their contract hits, right? I think they will keep it together this year, but the fact that the Chargers have only drafted one edge rusher since taking Chen Nwosu in 2018, and it was Chris Rump as a fourth-round pick, right? There's only been a fourth-round pick as an investment in the edge rushers as far as the young guys coming up to play key roles for this team. And I think it's kind of like we talked about the receiving room yesterday. Like, that's kind of where the Chargers went wrong here, like, they didn't plan for these eventualities where they could make these tough decisions. Well, and you just look at the money that these guys make. This is the reason why you should habitually be drafting edge players because you want to be able to get the first four years of their career where they're at their healthiest and they're cost controlled, right? That that, that yeah. contract is so very important. So they you should be adding edge rushers. You should be adding receivers every single year in the draft because when their contracts get up, the, the next contract they earn is going to be astronomical. And so you have the choice there. You either you know continue that cycle and you draft more or you sign these guys uh, and you bring them in-house long term. But you have to have edge rushers constantly getting pushed through so you're not in situations like this where you're super, super thin. Exactly. And it's it's going to be hard. Like It's going to yeah. be hard to figure it all out for the Chargers. These are two guys with giant cap hits and like, 
this is what happens when you pay really good players, when you keep these yeah. guys around, right? And you also need other guys that can come in on the cheap to be able to supplant these guys and fill in for them if they yes. do get injured, right? And the Chargers just didn't have enough of that. Kyle Noy came on towards the end of the season, right? Like Chris Rump still growing. I'm excited to talk with him about that tomorrow. Physically, you know, literally as well. Like he's actually just growing and it's excited to see what he's trying to improve on, right? But like you just need more than that. And you yeah. need to add an early edge rusher even if you don't separate from either of these guys this season. Yes. So that's what puts them in a tough situation. But it's not all doom and gloom because there are a lot of reasons that the Chargers should be excited. It's hard because you want them to win a Super Bowl, right? That's what we're here doing. We're trying to figure out how they can keep this team together and try to make a Super Bowl run. And it's hard. And that's why only one team gets it every single season, right? So it might seem like we're down on it a little bit right now, but it's just because it's a really, really hard thing to do, and we want to see them get to that ultimate goal. But there's still very, very many things to be excited about, including Kellen Moore and who he could potentially get more out of it, and some of the development from some of the Chargers' young players as well. So we're going to get into that coming up after this. I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by my favorite daily fantasy app, and of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. Make sure you guys get your Price Picks entries in for the big game coming up this weekend. Price Picks, you can just pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the prize picks projections. And they have a bunch of selections that you can make for the big game coming up, including combined passing yards, touchdowns, and so much more. And if you're not even looking for football, and we know football, unfortunately, is going to end this week, it's okay because with prize picks, you can also do NBA, NHL, PGA, college basketball, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. With Price Picks and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's free money, guys. Uh, up to $100. If you put in 100, they will give you 100. If you put in 50, they will give you 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar, something I never have any trouble talking about because I eat built bars all the time and built bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And what sets aside built bars from everything else for me is always the flavors, the great flavors. You can go from peanut butter, chocolate to cinnamon churro. You're going to find the best variety and you're also going to find something that fits on your diet because most bars have about 130 calories, four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. They're also very low in carbs as well and fit on most keto diets too, which I know is a big thing. But the big thing with diets is a lot of times it's very, very boring food. Switch things up, spice things up with Built Bars because they are all 100% covered in chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. And right now they're as available as ever because you can go down to Walmart, get yourself a four-bar bo four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, or you can go to Sam's Club and run in and grab a 13-bar box and get the best of all the worlds with hit flavors like brownie batter and so many more to choose from. And keeping that variety up is also a huge key especially when you're trying to diet as well and stick to those New Year's resolutions. Shout out to anyone who has their New Year's resolutions still going in February because you deserve it. But go to BuiltBar.com right now, guys, and you can save some money. with Use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. You can get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Well, David, it has been, you know, when you're talking about trading or cutting the Chargers' best players, it can seem like things can be a little bit negative over the last couple yeah. of days. But these are the big stories that are out there, right? Like this is the hard decisions the Chargers are going to have to make and things that are coming on their doorstep right now. At the same time, it's hard. It's easy to forget how much good is there too, right? And, and how many things there are to be excited about. And I think that's what Max wanted to touch on a little bit 
with his video and voicemail from today's show. This is Max from Las Vegas. Uh, I've been listening to today's episode talking about cutting Keenan Allen. Uh, man, I hope that's not the case. He's one of my favorite players. But uh kind of seem like uh, we're kind of down on our luck a little bit. Can you guys give me something to possibly get me looking up for next year and feeling better? Uh, something to kind of look forward to with the cap space the way it is. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, let's give give me some good news, guys. Hope all is well. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Well, the best news is, is Chris Rump is coming on the show tomorrow. Big time interview. Now, I mean, I think there's it's a great point, David, because it can seem sad at times. And it's only sad because there's expectations now, right? You have a great quarterback. You have a lot of star players on your roster, so you get held to a higher standard. And that's a tough life to live when you have those expectations, right? And you want to just not be the paper team. But when you look at this team, Dave, there's still a lot of things to be excited about. Yeah, and it starts with Justin Herbert, man. Don't ever forget it, and don't ever take it for granted, the fact that the Chargers have an unquestioned franchise quarterback. And there are still probably 20 teams around the league that are still looking for their guy, for their the, that number one guy they have true faith. And this year you get to see him operate an offense that is not led by Joe Lombardi. And, of course, <laughs> that means that you get to have Kellen Moore be the offensive coordinator to try to accentuate some of those things that Justin Herbert does so incredibly well. So being able to watch Justin Herbert and you get him get his blindside protector back in Rashawn Slater next year, the one of the best left tackles in the entire NFL. So don't ever forget, you got Justin Herbert and you got Rashawn Slater. They're protecting his blindside. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, having those guys, I mean, hopefully getting to see Joey Bosa for most of a season yes, or a full please. season, getting to see Rashawn Slater and what he looks like with some of the replacements and, you know, with Jamari Sawyer also potentially going to be in the lineup as well. There's a lot. I mean, and, you know, and hopefully some development of some guys. Yes. Like maybe we, we saw Asante Samuel Jr. parts of what he could become next season and oh, three picks in game. the same or four picks in the same game, right? Like that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's nuts that that game happened the way it did. But, I mean, yeah, Kellen Moore being OC is exciting. Like that is something new to be excited about. We'll see what happens to quarterback coach. Praying for better health. Like, the Chargers yes. were pretty healthy in Brandon Staley's first season. I know as Chargers fans, it's hard to, you know, ever get your hopes up for health. But, like, just yeah. can't be worse. Like, unless you literally – I mean, even Justin Herbert was hurt. Like, unless he gets yeah. hurt for a full season, it's hard to imagine it getting any worse than it was for them this season, right? Has to regress to the mean at some point. And we saw that training staff do a lot better in 2021, at least with some of these players and getting them back on the field, right? I think the yeah. other big thing is – you have a full selection of draft picks to try and improve this roster. And, yes. and the Chargers have usually been able to at least get a couple of impact players. That's going to be so, so important this season, trying to hit on these picks because you don't have a lot of cap space. You're already having to make tough decisions. You need to get some instant contributors from this team. And not even just that, you need some guys who we haven't seen contribute kind of step into some roles that are going to be important next year, right? That's yeah. all going to be a part of it. But all reasons to be excited as well. It's not like the Chargers have already mortgaged their future, right, and got rid of all these picks. They have a full selection of picks this year. Later on, 21st pick, that's what happens when you have a better record. But still reason to be excited for sure. It's getting and you guys, time. man, the Go fan ahead. support. The fan yeah, support sure. is another reason why you should be excited is yeah, a lot of those, oh, the Charger fan, Chargers don't have any base. jokes. Those have really died down. And, and I think that was because last year the Chargers had the first semblance of a home field advantage that they've had in a very, very long time. So sure. the fans, you guys are another reason why you should be excited about where the Chargers are going. 
Yeah, I mean, it is a rapidly growing fan base. I think that Chargers, as far as like social media and, you know, just as Killing far as it. traction there, I think they were second highest in the league. So, like, they, there is a fan base out there. You are getting stronger and stronger. It still has to, you know, translate to people showing up in the games. But the game I went to against the Rams, man, it's pretty packed with Chargers fans, and that's cool. It's cool to see yes. that, right? It's cool to see them not having to play in a soccer stadium anymore, yeah. right? And having to do what they had to do when they first moved. But let's get to this next question here from Chris. He's always asking good questions. That's obviously we all want Justin Herbert to be the player Kellen Moore brings to new levels of his play. But what other players would you like to see break out under Kellen Moore? I'm going to start first. I'm going to say Zion Johnson. Okay, I like <laughs> We're that. We're going off the wall for this one. I mean, we've talked about some other players, you know, Josh Kelly and stuff. I think Isaiah Spiller is someone, you know, you hope to see him get more out of sure. Zion Johnson, I think, showed some really good strengths, especially as a run blocker last year in the final yeah. game of the season. The Chargers just refused to run behind him, even though he was probably their best run blocker last year. Weird. Yeah. There's a lot to be excited about there, even with some uneven pass protection with Zion Johnson. I want to see with Kellen Moore, who obviously works with some very good offensive linemen, if they can get more out of that and make him maybe the focal point of this running game to try to get this thing going. More out of that, pun intended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that's more my, jokes gonna happen. That's my that's my quota for the dad joke of the, of the day here. <laughs> he is uh, but no, I, I like I like that pick a lot, and and I, I think you know with him going through this this rookie season, going through those ups and downs, it's only going to make him better because we know that the physical traits are there. We know the mental aptitude is absolutely there, and this is a guy you feel very comfortable with being able to look at the tape, being able to review it, and to be able to get better. You know, because he's still very young and he's still very, very ultra talented. Uh, one of the guys you mentioned is Isaiah Spiller. And I think that's one of the biggest names for me that I really want to see Kellen Moore get the most out of and him actually get an opportunity to show what he can do, because he really out of outside of a handful of carries did not really get to have any kind of significant playing time. No impact. Which yeah. towards the end of the season, when you were having Larry Roundtree be active instead of uh, Isaiah Spiller made absolutely no sense. To Pretty me. damning. So yeah. hopefully Isaiah Spiller actually gets a legitimate chance. And then Donald Parham Jr. Is the other name for me. Ooh. If the Chargers bring him back, I want to see him really break out because we think we've seen those glimpses, those flickers, those flashes of brilliance, from Donald Parham Jr., but we have not seen the key to unlock that full potential, and that's what I hopefully want to see under Kellen Moore. Donald Parham is big because, I mean, now we've seen really three, you know, seasons of not being able to totally use him correctly, right, and two separate right. coaching staff and offensive staffs that haven't found the best way to potentially use him. Yep. There's obviously a lot of meat feeling like it's left on the bone there. It feels yes. like there's more they can get out of it. I throw Josh Palmer in the mix too, right? Yeah. Especially Absolutely. not knowing what's going to happen with Keenan Allen with everything yeah. so up in the air right now. Josh Palmer, we saw him take a big step this year. No matter how you look at it, he took a big step yeah. this year. What he's going to be eventually, it's hard to say. If he fits with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams stylistically, I think it's easy to, you know, have concerns about that. But maybe there's something that, you know, Kellen Moore will see in Josh Palmer, who has very, you know, I think it's Stephen Haglin put out his and CD Lambs. Uh, you know, RAS scores, their athletic scores coming out, almost the same, you know, athletic scores coming out. Not the same player by any means, but maybe you can see him get more out of Josh Palmer some way, right? And that yeah. could be encouraging. Last question here, I'll answer quick. Bolt up, Andrew's asking, in what draft did the Chargers start thinking about Lindsley's replacement, Corey Lindsley's replacement? Ideally, have the rookie sit and learn with Lindsley. Today, if you think about it, right? Before it ends up coming up, he has some big contract numbers coming up, too, right sure. down the road. They will not cut him this year. They should not. They're not ready to, obviously. Yeah. They don't have his backup on the roster right now. No. 
you need to draft his backup now or at least be taking shots at it, be trying to develop guys at it, right? Even if it's later picks, guys that you think could eventually turn into that right now. So you don't find yourself yeah. having the conversations of whether you have to cut your best players. So we Absolutely. don't have to have the conversation, you know, of like the Chargers have no choice but to keep Corey Lindsley, which I think hopefully he plays out his entire contract and just keeps playing at this level because he's yes. fantastic. Obviously. Yes, yes. But it avoids conversations like this when you have guys in the back, right? Or even when injuries happen that you don't have as much of a drop off and you have guys you feel good about in the future. You draft them now so you don't have to have these conversations later and you find yourself better prepared to not feel like every player that you cut is going to be devastating to your roster construction. Yeah. And when we're talking about wide receivers and edge rushers the last couple of days, that's really what it feels like. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. The great news is tomorrow, David has tracked down a big fish. We have Chris Rump, Chargers edge rusher, coming on the show tomorrow. We have a lot of questions for him about just the Chargers season, Brandon Staley, if they can maybe keep some of that momentum they found towards the end of the year when they were one of the hottest units in the NFL. So many questions I have for Chris Rump going into 2023. So we're very excited to have him on the show tomorrow to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And we'll also, and you can also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from as well as finding it on our social media. On Twitter, you can find us at LockdownLAC for the show. You can find David on Twitter at DrotalkSD. And you can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. Thank you to everyone who called into the voicemail line this week. We really appreciate it. It's here. I know we didn't get to you, but I know you were asking about the you know, Joey Bosa thing as well. So hopefully we answered some of that. But if you guys want to call in, you can do that at 323-524-7924. Leave a 30-second voicemail. We'll always try to get it on the show for you guys. But thank you guys for making us your first listen today. We really appreciate it. Make sure you are back here tomorrow for our Chargers player coming on the Locked On Chargers podcast. We're very excited. We hope you guys are excited too. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.